You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Maddie Gay, New York finance queen extraordinaire. Maddie has worked for some of the top beauty, food, and beverage brands, bringing her positive vibes and ultra delightful spirit everywhere she goes. Maddie grew up in Fairfield County, Connecticut, where despite a very real fear of dolls, which inhibited her from ever owning an American Girl doll herself, she fell in love with the world of AG on paper, from the books to the catalogs and the general culture in between. Maddie, welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. We are so excited to have you. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Maddie, if there's ever anyone who would come on a podcast to talk about American Girl, it would be you, but we are shocked that you never even had a doll, truthfully. So let's get into it. Yes. I, I mean, I think it fits, right? Like if you, if you at least know my character, you know, like there's always something a little strange and a little off, like obsessed with American Girl, never had a doll. I think it like, you know, it's the juxtaposition. I love that about you. It's like, you know, it can't just be straightforward. There has to be a little something in there. <laughs> Gotta keep it interesting. <laughs> I'm loving that we have uh, two Connecticut gals also in our midst here today because Lindsay and Maddie are both from Connecticut. Two, two of three. Connecticut gals and all New England gals. <laughs> and three fire signs that all and happen to be- And two Fordham grads. And two Fordham grads and three Leos. I can't, I can't. The Two the dogs. Ven- two dogs. The Venn diagram is off the charts for this group right now. Truly. <laughs> the Venn and- octagon. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, so, I mean, shall we just get right into it? Let's do it. Let's um, dance. I guess, Maddie, I have to ask, since you have such an interesting background with American Girl, what what's your earliest memory of American Girl and how like how far back can you remember being exposed? So when I was panic prepping for tonight's episode last <laughs> night, um, I realized that I, and I was kind of slacking my coworkers and I was like, guys, I'm going to guest or guest star on an American girl podcast. And they're like, oh my God. And then someone said that we were just chatting about kind of everybody's favorite characters and someone said Felicity, and I was like, oh my God, new memory unlocked. Um, so apparently my earliest memory is like, I think I'm like six or seven. And in my hometown, my mom was on the board of the library and they would put on around Halloween, this like book parade where kids would dress up as characters from books. And there'd be like, it's really competitive. The whole town participates. Very Gilmore Girls, Stars Hollow. That's exactly uh, where my mind was going. I know that. I could see it in your face. Uh, <laughs> like, and like my mom organized it every year and like, I can't really stress how competitive this thing was. So my mom dressed me up as Felicity and my little brother was like the little, the little colonial boy with like the tri-corner hat. And like, I think I pulled him around in a wagon. Um, I didn't win. 
Well, uh, you should have won. That is an incredible costume you, idea. <laughs> do you remember who did win? Um, not that specific year, but most other years. I mean, I actually, you know, then I started getting really competitive and then I started winning um, because I would just do weird ones that you and group costumes like we would it was like a whole town affair like full kindergarten classes and like full fourth grade classes would do a group costume oh my but goodness did there was so many this? American girl- I, I'm pretty sure yeah and like wow. there was a many American girl costumes when I was like probably like through or like early elementary school were these That's- just general like colonial outfits or historical oh, the, outfits all, or were they from all the characters all characters were represented that well it has to be from a book oh right okay yeah so you have to like be a book character so like there everybody would come and there was like what the five characters at that time or like there were like weren't a lot right um, and there were like a million Josephinas. you know maddie i'm having a recovered memory of something similar to this as new memory unlocked as you're bringing this up and like i have to th- like really think about it maybe I could ask my mom but I'm remembering a lot of American Girl like Halloween costumes or like school project costumes from when we were kids because the books were like at the school library or at the public library and you know like you'd have certain like projects where you'd have to like do like a little presentation and this was definitely one of the ones that I feel like people would always gravitate to was American Girl. I would love to see a picture of you with a poster board of like why I chose American Girl for my third grade project. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that it exists. Lindsay, did you like ever have anything like that when you were in school? Like, did people ever dress up as like the book characters? I don't remember that, but um, has anyone been to Sturbridge Village in Massachusetts? Oh my God. It's kind of like- and it was like 105 <laughs> degrees that day. It was so hot. I remember just like wishing I had one of Felicity's outfits to wear. Like my favorite part of the catalog was always the historical outfits for like girl sizes. Like that's what I always dreamed of. Um, recently found out my friend had several of those, which I am so jealous of. Um but yeah, wasn't in my cards to ever get one of those outfits. Um, so no, I only dreamed of it. I only dreamed of going to this like colonial town, like a mock town in Massachusetts wearing my Felicity outfit only in my dreams. I will say that I think when this happened, like at my school, if I'm remembering like correctly, it was around like eight or nine when uh, we would do this for school. Like I remember feeling very unsatisfied with the fidelity of my costume to what I was going for. And I believe it was Josefina. And I believe that it was not, you know, as true to historical accuracy. Yeah, as I was hoping. And like, my mom probably did her best. She probably like, had like a long skirt that she gave me and like a probably like white blouse that she tucked into it and like probably did my hair in one braid but other than that I wasn't it just wasn't giving it wasn't giving Joseph so like mine were my mom was like a, like I guess like on the side of her finance job when she was like our age like learned how to become a seamstress and I'm talking like she can make elaborate things and so I had like historically accurate costumes like custom made 
look exactly how I wanted them to look. Like, I think in like seventh grade, she made me like a Queen Isabella of Spain costume that was like historically accurate, like went way too hard. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. That that is my dream. My I mean, yeah, it's your dream, but in all seriousness, (laughs) all I wanted was Party City. Like, you know, you always (laughs) want to walk, but you can't have. Yeah. The grass is always greener. (laughs) Truly. So Maddie, your mother headed up this incredible Halloween book parade costume extravaganza. Um, But tell us, how were you first introduced to American Girl? And what what was that like? What were the early days of AG like for you? So I kind of can't really remember how I got introduced to it. I think I started, I think what I'm pretty sure happened is like my mom was volunteering at the library and I think they were have they had a ton of children's programming and I think they had like a Felicity or something event because I grew up in a colonial New England, Connecticut town that's historic and signs everywhere. Um, and so they were trying to like tie it in with like our town history. And so that's when I'm pretty sure I got like the books. Uh, and my mom, like growing up, I was never really allowed to watch TV, but our rule was we could have however many books we wanted, like anytime, any place. And so if I liked something, I would get all of them and, you know, all of the interactive activities that would go on with it just to like, as long as I wasn't like, you know, on a screen or something. So like, I guess my mom just like encouraged the whole super fan thing. So you're reading the books. Who were some of your favorites? I think number one is Kit. I loved Kit loved Kit Kittredge I thought she was like I, so icon. cool yeah I thought she was so cool and then um Felicity was like eh I think in hindsight um I also liked Kirsten except like I remember very vividly on her journey to America her like friend died of cholera or something like and I yeah. was like mom what's cholera and I'm like in first grade poor Marta that was just one of the many very dark storylines that these characters had to endure at such a young age. It's like, and that we had to read at such a young age. Like, yeah. me, like I would like to clarify. But their <laughs> their problems are all like not created equal. Like, like no. you have some of them who like their friend dies of cholera on the journey over to the United States, and some of them where it's like oh, like, my garden party might be ruined by, like, Samantha. this mean boy. Like, it's just such Rally. a... Mary, help! <laughs> Truly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just such, like, a, a weird spectrum of, like, oh, it's, suffering. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And, like, I think, like, the whole, the, like, beyond just the books, like, the whole ecosystem that they really created, too. The fact that, like, and the, they could just, like, built continue building onto it too and like I went to multiple AG like pop-up events like held a couple towns over for me where they would like bring in someone from American Girl and do like a whole day devoted to like Josephina you would like have a Josephina snack you would like watch a like there was like a like a I think there was like a film part and then you would do like a craft and like you would like do like a whole interactive thing I went to like many of those Whoa. Okay. I, I feel like I experienced something similar to this because I think a lot of like, even if they weren't affiliated with American Girl, a lot of activities for young girls at the time kind of tried to like build on that moment because it was like, it's something that like all parents could agree on. It's like got like moderate educational value and like 
Exactly. Like I remember my parents sent me to like a American Girl summer camp, but it wasn't really an American Girl summer camp. It was through a museum in my town that was a little local historical society. And it had an American Girl spin on it, but the American Girl spin was really just that like everybody brought their dolls one time, and then we put on, <laughs> oh, and then we put on an it's American like a participation trophy, <laughs> right? And then we put on an American Girl play, but we did a bunch of little historical activities, and I think that was the tie back. But uh, I remember definitely putting on a little play that was like totally based in the American girl world and doing the little crafts and stuff. So I feel like there must've been like little outposts of these like American girl, like off brand or like, experiences. Or like, or like maybe there was like a kit that the, like, like your local library could like opt into like a build your own American girl event or whatever. Like, oh, right. Right. True. It's honestly I, making me think we should bring it back. Oh, we should on. Now that I think about it, um, I can probably, okay. So obviously like that's an uh, I'm thinking that like maybe they weren't even official American girl like I feel like they were just like like off literally off brand but run by these organizations so because this was like the days before the internet like that's really hard to track down like how can you even really prove it so I think that's how these people were like all getting away with it oh I feel like they definitely were not legit no AG pleasant company they wouldn't have the bandwidth to like manage all of these different local uh events in like the branding of ag and making sure that everything is like to their standard i feel like it would be such a dream job to organize american girl events at a local library or summer camp or like an underground like like underground bar but it's underground american girl events and like you have to like know someone to know someone to get in Oh, truly. I was thinking like, oh, it would be fun to like host this for like kids. But now I'm also like, I think there would be such an audience for adults to have this as like an AG themed summer camp after work event where every day is a different doll. You do the crafts, you eat the whatever simple recipes that they're giving you in the cuisine cuisine of the day. (laughs) Dress um, like the doll. Everyone loves a costume moment. Exactly. We should maybe do this. I'm, I'm also <laughs> a little strange out by the idea of just like groups of women, like mid twenties women, like in colonial garb, like just like tracing through <laughs> New York, like like that scene from Bridesmaids is just coming to mind where she's like, "There's a colonial woman on the way." <laughs> oh I'm just like God. thinking of people dressed in costume. I feel like I always dress like a colonial woman. Like. <laughs> That's kind of my everyday vibe in general. So nothing mm. new. It's like a hybrid, Lindsay. You have like a hybrid, like colonial pioneer, a, a Kirsten uh, Felicity hybrid. I feel like I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm sitting right in like the early 1800s. I think that exactly. like transitionary time. Oh <laughs> my! The War of 1812 is about to <laughs> take place. <laughs> Literally. I mean, what do they call that? Regency, right? Ooh, is that? I don't I know. I think so. That's like Emma, mm. like a Jane Austen moment. Yeah, like a Jane Austen, Bridgerton era vibe. I would I, not do well. I would probably... I, I would, would probably, I would probably get down with some of those, some of those looks. I love a, a Regency dress. Um, 
making me want to rewatch Bridgerton again. Um, but yeah, Lindsay, I feel like this is like something if it got enough interest, we should look into because it's such a good idea. And I think that it just, I don't know, like when we were kids, like I, I do envy the women or men or people who are organizing these like library events for children that were like centered around AG because my library totally had, had that too. My mom was obsessed with our library. I feel like libraries in New England are really good. So they really, yeah. And like, it's, everybody has to support the library tote bag and like, exactly. And now I find myself like bragging about the New York public library app and how you can just like download any book that you want on your Kindle for free. And I literally talk about this all the time because I'm like, people don't publicize the importance of like a public library as much as they should. And like all the things that a library can do. Exactly. And I think that support your library. I think not to like go off on a library, a pro library tangent, but I think you're We are pro-lib here. (laughs) I think you're getting at something really interesting with regard to American Girl 2 because, you know, the physical dolls were not, they were really expensive. They weren't accessible to everybody, but you could go to the library and read your American Girl books and that was free, basically. So, yeah. And they, like, weren't too hard to read. They were, like kind of age appropriate they touched on you know sensitive touchy subjects at the time parents could like easily trust them and then like it was just I think the whole accessibility thing yeah I think that libraries were a really powerful entry point that maybe not as uh solid today when it comes to the American Girl universe but definitely like for me I had a lot of the books, but a lot of the books that I um, read for dolls I didn't own came from the library because, you know, they had every single book. So you could really take out as many as you wanted. See, I had to buy them because I didn't want to wait. There were always waits for the American. I vividly remember (laughs) the wait for the American girl books at the Easton Public Library. This is a town of 6,000 people total. Like there shouldn't (laughs) be waits for anything. There was a hundred kids in my grade. Let's call it 50 girls. Oh my God. It was wild. Yeah, it was a wild goose chase. It's such a, such an interesting phenomenon waiting for the library books. It's not really something I think a lot of girls, um, the age we were back then could really relate to today. I feel like it's such a early aughts, like, or nineties phenomenon <laughs> like, like you have Truly. to also have like the new england pta mom that like is bringing you to the library all the time maddie while we're on the subject of books you've read the historical books but were you also reading those american girl advice books like the care and keeping of you that traumatized me for years help. yes yeah let's let's talk about those books because american oh, girl is, mm-hmm. like i learned how to oh that french braid chapter challenged me until quarantine when I taught myself how to French braid my own hair like I was defeated by that book it was I vividly remember that too oh my god those books were so like and like the kits too yes they had every topic though like it's crazy but the one that we're finding most people have had some kind of strong connection to whether positive or negative is care and keeping oh my god yeah everybody had that like under their like their bathroom cabinet 
that their mom would put them like you're laughing because you know it's true (laughs) that's what we were talking about with becca one of our former guests how it was like her mother just like slid it across the table or maybe that was you laura but like it seems like the unspoken thing to do like there was nothing even totally leave it alone just appeared there one day yeah like no mention of it just here is the book read it at your your leisure deal with it <laughs> deal with it. I feel like specifically my mom came back from some kind of girls trips where I feel like her other uh friends of her same age group were like gassing each other up and all bought this book for their same, oh same my God. age daughter. Oh my god. I'm just picturing a bunch of like 90s moms like in like high-waisted jeans like on a girls trip like let's go buy our daughter's care and keeping of you. Seriously cuz she came back and she just like put that down and I'm pretty sure whoever she was with I was friends with the daughter and she also got the book and I remember us talking about it and it's like you know that they were in the car like or at a little local bookstore in like Vermont or something and we're like we should all get this for the local borders RIP borders (laughs) RIP Maddie so you mentioned that you were obsessed with the American Girl books but you were not an American Girl doll person um I do want to hear though even though you were not into the dolls how was your experience with the catalog because for us the catalog was life the number one thing about being in the American Girl orbit I just remember how they would send out the extra thick one at Christmas time Mm -hmm. and I would sit there and I would literally wait for it. And I would sit there and circle everything that I wanted. And there was seldom a page that didn't have a circle on it. But you didn't have a doll. So no, what were you circling? I had, all, I had all the outfits. Like I had like the lifestyle outfits. Um, wait, I, you had the outfits without dolls? No, like for myself. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Like for a oh, human. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. My favorite was like this very, That's a it was adorable. Wait. So my favorite though was, it was like this like satin pajama set and it was a sailor suit for Kit and it was so freaking cute. Okay. I was just looking at an old catalog and I saw that they had, Kit was like relatively new in the catalog. She, yeah, she was a new girl. Um, But I saw this like sailor suit and I'm like, first of all how is this pajamas but second of all adorable and I had that oh my god yeah and I think I had oh yeah I had a bunch of stuff like that like anything interactive I thought was fascinating like actually you know what always creeped me out the most if we're just like talking about dolls and American Girl remember when they launched like the the dolls that looked like you oh yeah oh yeah yeah that still haunts me with that that page with all their eyes <laughs> like the little thumbnails yes, of all no, the different no, combinations. Not. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so I Laura and I were talking that American Girl was like the gold standard for dolls. And you obviously disagree with this, Maddie, but no, I mean for I'm not dolls that, that like it was like it, that was the creme de la creme. Like that's the one that you wanted. For dolls that don't look creepy, like every other doll in that like height range seems a little off. And I bring this up because I never had one of these, but I would get the catalog for a doll, which is actually extremely frightening. It was called My Twin, and My Twin had two ends at the end, and you would submit a photo of yourself, and they would create this doll. And the whole catalog was like filled with girls holding dolls that looked alike, 
with the same outfits. And it is actually terrifying when you Google it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Absolutely. That is another reason I don't like dolls. Imagine getting one of those dolls okay, after guys. you submit your photo and it, you think it's ugly. More importantly. <laughs> it looks exactly like you. <laughs> Lindsay, that is like one of the, like, the top three reasons why I hate dolls. Like I remember getting that catalog and I was terrified. And then my sister uh, is 10 years older. So like I'm probably like seven. So she's like 16 and she's like, yeah, those dolls will wake up in the middle of the night and haunt you. Oh, and I was so like, mean. I believe it. <laughs> Those yeah, things are so like, creepy. That tracks. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry for whoever invented this. If you're listening right now, if you loved your my twin doll, I am sorry. They are just terrifying. We're not down with it. We there's, especially compared yeah. to AG. There's just something the uh, Pleasant Company got right with a golden ratio of facial features. I mm-hmm. feel as though the my twins and the other similar type of they all um, just kind of looked like deer in the headlights yeah like they all had like the eyes were too big and like and their smiles were just very insincere they looked like hostage victims yeah they weren't trustworthy i i know a lot of people make fun of the american girl teeth but i actually find those teeth to be comforting like i I trust them i trust i mean they look like little chiclets Exactly. Non-threatening. Absolutely non-threatening. Like no one's waking up and biting you in the night, you know? Exactly. Wait, now what about Biddy Baby, Maddie? Were you opposed to Biddy Baby? I'm opposed. I've never been a doll person. Like since I was like a baby, I never did the baby doll thing. I never did Barbies. Actually, no, I did have a couple Barbies that I would like put makeup on just because I thought it was fun. Um, But like I was strictly a stuffed animals person. I bought, I think I did buy like clothes for my stuffed animals so that they could like act like American girls I just like didn't like the whole like fake human face thing with dolls I think Mm. were you ever into Biddy Bear one of the cutest things that AG has ever put out oh yeah absolutely had that I could cry seeing Biddy Bear it, it wasn't way just too cute. the bear. It was the bear. And then they expanded into like a little dog, a little cat. A okay. Little... They had a white Scotty dog that I had. Coconut. Coconut. Yep. I had all of the coconut accessories. There was like a whole like year, I think for my birthday, I just had like coconut stuff. Like, and he had a flat, adorable. he had like a little flat, like he had a flat, like, uh, like base, right? Base. Yeah. I was gonna say like a flat bottom bottom. Like, it's like not, you know, like it was like a snow globe. <laughs> Yeah, he can like stand up straight. I had him too. Um, I feel like you are in a very niche demographic for American Girl where I would think that their marketing team would struggle to put you in a category because most people do in general with anything about me. They're like looking at, they're looking at like your purchase history and they're like, she's purchasing on a regular basis. And she's like, what is she doing? She's purchased everything but dolls and doll clothes. (laughs) Exactly. They don't know what to make of you. Now, again, normal yeah like I I have to say it's it's such a unique positioning to be in um but I want to ask because I was recently had my um memory refreshed when I was looking at an old catalog did you ever remember in the catalogs in like the early 2000s they had like little electronics in there yes I had one it was it was like the it was like a maroon color um like it, almost like a Palm Pilot thing mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm 
frantically searching the internet for. I just was reminded of this and I was, the memories came flooding back. I wanted this so bad. I must have given my parents like the most irritation from asking for a Palm Pilot for a nine-year-old. Like why would I need that? Yep. Oh, I had like the fake computer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it was like a little bit after my time. So I'm not super familiar with like AG tech, but like, what did a fake computer do or like the fake Palm Pilot? Like, like how are they used? The nothing. fake Palm Pilot, if I remember Or maybe correctly, it was an address book or something. Only, well, I think it only held like email addresses and phone numbers. And yes. Maybe the computer like had one game of snake on it or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is that the technology was not what it is today where these things would probably cost like $10. There was even a little like kids video camera in there that cost over a hundred dollars. Like these were pricey gifts, like yeah. nothing like, Oh, I definitely had, I had the American girl first digital camera. I oh had, my God. I'm telling you, I had literally everything but the dolls. And the more you talk about like that marketing team, trying to like, look at my purchase behavior and trying <laughs> to like, be like, who is she? I think the more I will just enjoy that. I confuse them. I think that honestly, they're sitting in a, a meeting and they have, you know how they do like the three examples of the customer demos and they're like, okay, well, Maddie is nine and she's not purchasing any <laughs> dolls at all. She's purchasing whatsoever. everything, but you're probably the reason why they kept producing the electronics because they were no, like, someone's buying Honestly, them. like, I think after the digital camera, I was like, nah. Uh, cause then I think that's around the digital camera. I think that's when I started writing my like persuasive essays on why I needed an actual computer in like sixth grade, which I didn't. <laughs> and none of these essays or PowerPoints ever worked. Let me get like, let me get one thing straight. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did submit a PowerPoint of like, why I should go to American girl camp. That didn't work though. That was upsetting. Mm. I'm sad that that one didn't work because that would have been yeah, a really good. Yeah, that's the one that you got to. You got I to know, go to that. I know, but let's just be clear. It was a day camp. So oh, it was yeah, not a sleepaway camp. That would have been amazing. And I was the youngest girl there. I think I was maybe seven and the oldest <laughs> girls were like 10, but that seemed so much older. And I remember there was a sleepover at the end of it. And I made my mom come to the sleepover. Parents could come, but I made my mom come to the sleepover because I was so out of my element there. And then that's the day that everybody, that's the day everybody brought their dolls too. (laughs) Wait, I'm now wondering if I went to a similar, that's unlocking. I couldn't remember if I went to like this day camp at at like this lake in Connecticut. I couldn't remember if it was American Girl or it was Girl Scout. I feel like it might have been like American Girl. And like there was like the last night was like a sleepover and like they had us like sleep in these like A-frame wooden platform like tents. And like all I wanted it to be like was the camp from the parent trap. And I was just so let down that it wasn't Camp Walden. Oh my God. That was such a Uh, moment in time. I feel like a lot of the American Girl like catalog culture activities also have influence. Like, you know, you're seeing the portrayals of like the girls in their like skating outfit, their sports outfit, their, um, you know, whatever cheerleading outfit. And I remember reading this catalog, whether or not I had the outfit for my doll being like, oh, I want to do cheerleading because then I can get a cheerleading yes. outfit for my doll and I can get a cheerleading outfit oh, yeah. for me. 
I wanted to play basketball. No, I never wanted to play basketball. I just wanted the cool uniform. I am not athletic in the slightest. I never wanted to play sports. I just wanted the outfit. It's probably played a bigger role than I thought looking at all the different outfits that you could get for a doll and being like I should try these activities Um, like the amount of money that people spent on like full wardrobes houses sending your doll to the hospital really always got me because I really just could never figure out like if you really damage this doll like how are they fixing it they're replacing yeah. body parts. <laughs> like I, I lost sleep over that. <laughs> well, I think I think they have the doll hospital somewhat on display if you visit the New York store. Yeah, so you can they maybe do. see some like live uh, no, surgery. It didn't, it didn't satisfy my inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I vividly remember being like pumped to go see the doll hospital because I was so fascinated. I was like, this does not answer any question. I, it's you, very covert. <laughs> Did you grow up going into the city and going to the American Girl store? Yep. I, I like went to like high tea at the American Girl place. Like, yes. Brought my Build-A-Bear as my doll because like they had these like little like clip on high chairs for like for your doll. And like mm-hmm. I had, I had my Build-A-Bear and I had to bring my little brother. My little brother was with us and he brought his like stuffed salamander or something. And he was like six or seven. It was so cute. That is adorable. They put the salamander in the chair as well. Yeah. That is too cute. I love that so much. It was one of my biggest fantasies to get to go to the high tea. What was it like? Did you guys eat there? Oh yeah. I ate there. Um, I was really underwhelmed by the cucumber sandwiches. I do recall. Oh my Um, God. Well, that's because they're serving cucumber sandwiches to like nine-year-olds. No, I mean, I like high tea stuff so oh like I always have like it was just like it wasn't it was like soggy Mm. um but other than that it was real it was like really cute they like pulled out all the stops I'm pretty sure like all the waiters had like it was like an experience I think like that's also one of those things that like early 2000s like late 90s New York did really really well was those like experiential dining things where it's like Mm. it's like yeah maybe the food isn't the best but like it's like Mars 2112 where you're just like in this alien themed restaurant and like you're eating the worst grilled cheese of your life, but it's the coolest vibe ever. Yeah, I vividly remember that place. Talk about a memory unlocked, Maddie. <laughs> this is why I like never know what day of the week it is, is because I'm like stuck thinking about Mars 2112 <laughs> on like a Wednesday night. Mars 2112 was like the boys version, I feel like, of the American Girl place. Like, you, you know, you do one thing for you and one thing for your brother. I vividly remember going to Mars 2112 with my family because like my brother wanted it. <laughs> right. oh, I like definitely wanted to do that. I remember also <laughs> my dad for like pitching a bit because I wanted to go to the Jekyll and Hyde cafe and my dad like I'm my dad like basically had to like wait for like three hours or something. I end up getting scared like five and a half minutes in to the point where I'm crying and my parents made me sit through the entire thing because my dad's like, we waited three hours for this. Oh my goodness. Wait, was that a restaurant? Yes. I vaguely remember that. And you like went through like this, like, um, like video thing similar to Mars 2112, where it's like kind of like a little, there's like a TV giving you like a debriefing and like the lights were flickering. It was like all spooky. And like things were popping out and I was not down with it. Absolutely not. Bring me back to high tea at AG place any day. Yeah. Now, as someone did- who cried at Disney at age 14, actually specifically at Epcot being terrified there. I get it. 
What specifically at Epcot was it? (laughs) (laughs) I need to know. Oh my goodness. Um, There was this ride, like a Norwegian, like boat ride with Vikings that terrified me. Okay. No, I respect that. I'm still afraid of BT, so. I feel like- petrified and I'm like a scaredy cat too so also like shame on my parents for being like that's a great place to take small children no and also making you follow through (laughs) yeah that's like yeah I mean now you understand why I never quit things I'm an (laughs) overcommitter follow through to the end um fair enough should I get into the last question yeah last question all right Maddie so you read the books, you went through the catalog, circling everything, went to, uh, the extremes dressed up like Felicity lost the contest that did not rattle your spirit. But now tell us what was the lasting impression that AG left on you? I think like when I look back at all these unlocked memories that I did not even realize until kind of you just summed this up what a large part they played in my life like I think like when you watch this recording you'll see like my eyes getting wider because I'm like wow that actually was significantly more important and had such like a lasting kind of piece of like my childhood how I like grew up to be a person like I think I always remember they had those like motivational books where they always like were like be true to you and go do the thing that's interesting to you. And I think the cool thing with American girls, they really encouraged individuality and like kind of like standing, uh, you know, developing you as a person, all of their books, all of these really strong characters. Um, and some of them are underdogs, which I personally loved. I love a good underdog. And um, also, I think they also sparked my, like, interest in historical fiction. Like, I love a good historical fiction, especially, like, like, TV stuff. I just think it's really interesting. And I'm wondering if that's just, like, because I was exposed to AG at such a, like, a young age, that it was just interesting to me. And it kind of just captivated me. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like AG really set the foundation for who you are today, um, whether it's interests or just your strong, independent woman vibes. Uh, still buying really everything in the catalog, that. still buying everything, still <laughs> everything. I really so love that of answer, Maddie. That's like such a nice, sweet answer, though. Like, I think that a lot of people probably don't realize until they sit down and really look at you know the impact that just even the catalog and like even if you only read one book like it was just such a niche thing that I feel as though um I don't know exposed a whole bunch of kids who were probably too young to normally get into historical fiction into that and then also yeah strong female role models but they were also our age so we felt like you know we could do anything and like, and then they, as we got older and kind of advanced out of those characters, then they had all those lifestyle books. And I think that's, for me, I remember getting um, an American Girl kind of, I think it was like a cooking set for my grandparents along with a William Sonoma Kids cookbook. And then they got me like the mixing bowl and all these like cute little things from American Girl. And I still love to cook to this day. And I always think about like, that was my first set. Like, I think that whole ecosystem, that whole brand really sparked and curated a lot of interest for like kids all over and I think it helped also expose them to things they might not have 
known before. I mean, I learned how to make a friendship bracelet from the American Girl book, so I still rock. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that was such an amazing answer. Um, and we're so glad that you were able to give a very unique perspective too of like being someone who is firmly entrenched in the books because I feel like everybody with varying degrees is like oh yeah like I read all the books I read some of the books I read none of I the read books. like all of the books <laughs> like I had like the boxed set yes you are um, die hard die hard yeah well, all right this leads into our next segment which is our memory test to test your knowledge about secondary characters in the AG universe. So I'm going to read you a rapid fire list of these characters that you will have to quickly match to the historical dolls. So I will read these names to you and all you have to do is match them up to their respective doll. All I have to do you're going to get this. I fully, fully believe in you. It's not too difficult. Um, It spans from Felicity, Kirsten, Addie, Josefina, Molly, and Samantha. So the original six. I always forget about Molly. She is our World War II. Oh, no, I know. I like, obviously she had pigtails and glasses. Glasses wearing gal. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, but I always forget. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully you remember all of, all of her secondary characters. Cause I have, I have full faith in you that you're going to crush this list. I have full all faith right? that I won't, but okay. <laughs> all right. Here goes Gardner Edwards. You could Samantha? also say, yes, you could also say pass, but okay. yes. Annabelle Cole. Felicity. Auntie Lula. Addie. Mariana. Josephina. Miss Manderley. Molly. Singing Bird. Uh, Samantha. Grand Mary. Samantha, duh. Harriet Davis. Addie. Agatha Pitt. Pass. Jiggy Nye. Felicity. Oh, I remember his vision was bad. Yeah, he's evil. Uh, Teresita. Josephina. Gladys Guilford. Addie. Lars Larson. Kirsten. Marta. Kirsten. Mrs. Ford. Kit. Allison Hargate. Samantha. Magdalena Montoya. Josephina. Good job, Maddie. I think you got 12 out of 18 right. Okay, that's honestly better than half. That's, yeah, that's better than half. Let's see who you missed. Uh, Singing Bird was Kirsten. Miss Manderley was Felicity. Emily Bennett was from Molly's stories. Um, Gladys Guilford, also Molly. I can't remember if Gladys, said Gladys is my Nana's name. Love it. Same generation. <laughs> Allison Hargate, also Molly, who was um, Molly's 
I suppose Nemesis. I can't really remember reading the Molly books. She didn't interest me. However, Laura and I recently watched the movie um, and Allison was kind of Molly's uh, frenemy who she was in competition to uh, Mm. be the lead of Miss Victory. So um, that's where Allison comes in. And I think that was about it. Did you know Lars Larson? Did you say that's Kirsten? Yeah. She got that one good, but she wasn't joking when she said she didn't care about Molly. (laughs) I completely forgot. I completely forgot. Out of sight, out of mind, man. And such is Molly's lot in life, honestly. Um, all right. Molly. Well, <laughs> I have another game for you, Maddie. It's a game, but it's also a little bit subjective. But basically, you gave us a list of some of your favorite celebrities. Okay. And I'm going to uh, repeat those back to you. And you're going to tell us which doll you think they would have. Or in your case, it could be like which historical character they most identify with. Oh, I'm so down with that. All right. So first, let's start with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Okay. So I feel like Ashley would definitely be fascinated by, like, Felicity and um, MK. I feel like could be down, you know, she's free spirit, so she could be down either with Josefina or, like, could also be very interested in Kit because of that whole, like, Great Depression era. Oh, Kit is such a good answer for Mary Kate, for sure. I love that. I'm just thinking of the billowy clothes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she's got the short hair, which Mm -hmm. I feel like Mary Kate also had like a little bit shorter hair than Ashley. She was always trying something a little bit different. And I honestly Mm -hmm. think like Ashley as a Felicity kind of checks out. So I'm aligned with those answers. Thank you. Wow. means a lot. Yeah, I could totally see that. I'm not super... Uh, knowledgeable at kit. She's a little after my time as were uh, the tech accessories. Um, But I, I fully trust you in that um, as kit is one of your faves. And yeah, I can see Ashley also one of my favorite celebs ever past and present um, being a little bit more elevated uh, into that, like Felicity role, someone who's super independent, knows what she wants uh, that colonial chic colonial chic <laughs> I am totally on board with that all right cool amazing answer for question one question two now you I mean you put Chris Jenner and Spawn mm-hmm. um and <laughs> now I think that we should get into it I think we I'm- should say Kim Kendall Kylie, Chloe, Courtney, Chloe, Chloe said Chloe twice, Kim, Courtney, Kylie, Kendall, and Chloe. Don't forget Rob. And Chris and Rob. And Rob. Where do they fall? And you can't use the same doll. Okay. Well, Well, we're going to, no, we're going to run out. Yeah. Yeah. You have to use the same doll. I've already, yeah. Okay. So I feel like, okay, I'm getting there. I feel like Kylie would be Josephina, very free spirit. I think Kendall would be actually would be like Kirsten and that's strict like kind of like I don't know, kind of like reserved 
um not to be like shallow but like really pretty um Chris Jenner I just like for sure is Samantha only because Grand Mary definitely equals MJ oh yeah um, fully like fully like there's not there's no questions um I think Courtney would have I feel like like Chloe would have Addie because I think that she's like very like intuitive and very like also like even keeled like Chloe's very much like independent like like chill independent you know Mm -hmm. like um I think that Kim would have Courtney would have Kit I think also and then I think Kim would have like Molly, because I think that she still has this like weird obsession with like the 40s to the 50s. Like she has that like weird Jackie O obsession. Um, and yeah, I think that she would like really vibe with that era. Is that everyone? I think so. I think that's everyone. And Rob would have coconut. And Rob. Yeah. Rob has coconut. <laughs> Don't forget Rob. I I love all those answers. I, I love Chloe as an Addie. Courtney absolutely is a kit because she's so like controversial and like has to go against the grain all the time sometimes yeah and she's like scrappy and like is like kind of like doing her own her own like own little thing to like the beat of her own drummer like um mm. also she just got the kit kitridge haircut like last week so so true it's very timely for this um and then yeah Kendall and Kylie I could see definitely one of them being Josephina. Um, and I feel like Kylie just has the better presence. So she lends herself more to Josephina. And then as just like a naturally beautiful, like just like quiet. Yeah. Kirsten's the perfect fit for Kendall. Um, and then obviously Chris and Samantha. I mean, for multiple no, reasons. No brainer. Like for so like, I <laughs> right. also remember so vividly that like in the books, like there was this like scene that thing was Samantha's birthday party in the summer. And like, she wanted to be, well, she wanted to have like ice. It was really mm-hmm. hot. She wanted to have like ice cream and they had to like dig a hole in the ground and like get the ice like three days before. And I was <laughs> like, wow, that sucks. Like in like, <laughs> in like 2001, I'm like, I go to my fridge and I get my ice ice cubes out of the fridge and I'm like haha present tense <laughs> just one totally. of Samantha's one of Samantha's many real problems <laughs> Tough life. she had um, a beautiful life but there were certainly challenges for her absolutely like ice cream at her birthday every rose has its thorn truly exactly um all right well the last celebrity on your list uh is not one of our American girl generation but I'd still like to hear your take on who she'd identify with and it's Martha Stewart Samantha for sure thank you okay just got nervous I think there also, for a second <laughs> oh my gosh so I, I I answered that question I think as I told you like a couple of times I kept just forgetting to send it to you and I remember and I was so frustrated when I was doing it the time I actually submitted it to you because I was like, I know I had a better celebrity. The other celebrity was Ina Garten. Okay. And who's she? I feel like Ina Garten would be Molly. Interesting. Interesting. Tell us why. Yeah. Um, I think Molly is like very, like, uh, she's very like put together but welcoming and like I think she goes like against the grain a little bit but like not too much like then again you know Martha Stewart went to prison I don't know 
My take on Martha Stewart is that she is a Samantha trying to be a Kirsten. Uh, yes. Oh She's my trying God. Trying to live that life. Wow. I think, but and I think that Molly is also trying to be a Kirsten. Mm. But she's closer. Yeah. I think she's closer because she makes her own like store bought is just fine. Exactly. Well, I will mm. say that uh Molly, similarly to Ina, I feel like is like a she's like a starter. She's like, you know, she's gonna lead the the parade. So Molly She's like, gonna major in STEM. Right. She's gonna she's gonna major in STEM and eventually work for the government. Little known fact about Ina. Um, but Molly, I feel like is always like, oh, like let me get all my friends to like get on board and do this with me. And that is so Ina. Like she's the leader of the group project. Yes, exactly. Ina's always like, oh, I'm gonna get all these people over here for like this very specifically themed dinner party. But Storebot's just fine. But store bought's fine. <laughs> Famous last Love words. It. Truly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today, Maddie. And please let everyone know where they could find you after this. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Always a pleasure to be back in a Zoom chat with you guys. I just miss being in meetings with you, to be honest. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. And you thank can find you. me on instagram at babs.by.babs and also you can follow my dog at otis from craigslist oh yes and he's adorable and everybody please go follow him he is definitely a dog guy thank you for listening to american girl women for more ag women content follow us on ig at american girl women or send us your american girl stories via american girl women at gmail.com we might just read them on the pod if you like this podcast tell your friends and rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts